Hi, it's Mitch from PickDogs.com. It is Sunday. Uh, what's today? October 3rd, 2021, here yes. with your NFL Pick Show. Of course, uh, my co-host, Joe Madden. Joe, College Football Saturday uh, separated the uh, contenders from pretenders for a good amount of it. Boy, uh, you know, we saw, like I said in yesterday's show, the face of college football was changed forever yesterday. I know a lot of people never really saw it or realized it, and people were saying, oh, you know, it's it's a great thing that you know, Cincinnati won and all that stuff. But what they didn't realize is that college football will never be the same and uh, in, for, in all the right ways, and I'm excited about it. How, how about you, Joe? Absolutely. What a fun day of college football it was yesterday. Great games. Cincinnati coming out and winning that game in such a great fashion. Like, it's not like they came from behind. They dominated that game. It was wonderful to see. They absolutely dominated the game. And, um, you know, they'll, they'll go out on to run the table and win their conference and, and head to the uh, head to the playoff. And with a major conference school being pushed out of the playoff and with likely after yesterday very clearly looking like two SEC teams will be in the playoff. Um, what we will see next year, right out of the gate, the day the championship game ends, or even before the playoff this year, we'll hear the announcement of a 12-team playoff for next year and possibly even 16-team playoff for next year. And that is uh, a good thing for, for college football. I think that uh, it's time, and uh, I, don't know, I don't think number 16 can beat number one. I don't think yeah. that, um, you know, but you never know for, for one game. But it does mean more football and it does mean more meaningful games. And it also means that the little guys are going to get a chance. And we will see some of these, some of these, you know, some of these smaller conference schools get a crack at some of the big guys. And it would have been interesting last year to see BYU or Coastal get a shot at Georgia. It would have been interesting to see, you know. Um, but, uh, you know. I'm excited for it. I, I, I've seen events like this throughout history, so I, I know it when it happens. And uh, people go back in time, you know, many years from now, and they're going to say, that's when it all happened, right? Is, it happened that October 2nd, 2021, when Cincinnati went into Notre Dame and busted them up big time. Just They just busted them up, right? They just had no answers Absolutely. whatsoever. Um, Notre Dame just looked lost. And they had played Wisconsin this year. Had, it's not like they had played some easy schedule or anything like that, or it was a down year for Notre Dame. No, they went into South Bend, and they just busted them up, took control from the opening kickoff, and never looked back. So it was Absolutely. awesome Absolutely. It, it was, was awesome freaking awesome, Mitch. Yep. We've seen, you know, it's like when Boise beat Oklahoma, you know, in, in the Fiesta, and now all of a sudden they said, we got to let these teams, we got to give these guys a chance. When Utah beat Pittsburgh in the Fiesta Bowl, you know, it's like you got to give these teams a chance. And of course, when Utah busted up Alabama by about 50 in the sugar that year, you know, it was like, yeah, these teams are for real. So it was, um, it was definitely one of those moments that, you know, whether you, whether you knew it happened, whether you don't know it happened, whether you're wondering what's happened, it will, it will, you will know in December the impact that 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 game had and it's it's pretty cool there's some other things that happened in college football yesterday that were uh you know we saw a couple teams that were on the rise um get run over and i think when you see that in college football you know you kind of know that well these programs are up and coming but 
They're not quite there yet. <laughs> and we saw that in Athens between the hedges as Georgia just came out. And they were just like, they they just refused to take no for an answer. Uh, 21 points right out of the gate. And uh, it was over before it started. That blocked punt was kind of just, uh, you know, no, the no chance play. Absolutely. And then we had really competitive games like we saw at a Boston College and Clemson. Just like we thought Clemson, again, not being able to cover that big spread. No, they they definitely they definitely struggled. It was not my best day in college football. I'll be honest. You know, I could say you know, I had you know I had some some things that went against me, but I had some other spots where I was just dead wrong. And that's the nature of the beast. You know, it's going to happen, and uh, you know we'll move on. But anyways, we move on to NFL Sunday. Now we're in week four. We're kind of this is when the injury lists get extremely long. Um, it's rare that. You know, an NFL player can go through a 16-game schedule. This year, we have a 17-game schedule. So it's even a little bit different than that. And uh, it'll be interesting to see exactly what happens. We have some big question marks in some big games. Of course, we got all of our cappers coming in today to join us as well. We have a really good roster today. We have Ron Romanelli. We've got... uh, We've got... uh, James Al, Clark, Al Ninos, Jovan Burtz, mm-hmm. Al McMorty, Rod, Brian, and uh, Chris Ruffalo, um, I believe. So, uh, anyways, pretty excited about that as well. Oh, me too, Mitch. It's going to be a great morning. So, thanks everyone for joining us. I see we got a lot of people watching right now. So, make sure you guys hit that like button for us. Continue to make us wake up early on a Sunday morning and chat with you guys. Not that we didn't want to anyway. Yeah, I like to um, I like to give everybody a chance at the beginning to kind of join us. That's what that's what that whole little beginning was all about. <laughs> I also, I love college football. I could talk about it every single day. Joe thinks I should do, talk about college football. Just have a college football show every single day, like all I year, do all year, all year long. I think you can find enough to talk about. I seem to always be able to. But uh, speaking about someone that would, could probably be on the show every day with me, we'll bring in Ron Romanelli. Ron, good morning. Morning, guys. How you guys doing? Good. And so yesterday, um, you know, obviously the game wasn't in Gainesville. It was in uh, it was in Lexington. But you know, Dan Mullen did what Dan Mullen did it does, and that is get you to around the five hundred mark, which he seems to gravitate towards every head coaching job he's ever had. Um, was it a game you guys felt you should have won, or did you th- did you know you were up against it there? Um. I, you know, by halftime, I figured we were in trouble, you know, just the way that they played a lot of bad mistakes, obviously 15 flags, you know, eight false starts, I believe, um, you know, it just wasn't a game we deserved to win. And I don't even think we had a, and I, I say we, I, I'm not, I really don't care about the team that much, but I mean, I do go to the school, so I gotta, you know, I have to, well, you got represent. the flag, you got the flag behind yeah. you. So it's kinda... Yeah. You know, I got to represent, you know, my friends are so upset about that loss and, it just goes to show there's a, there's a losing culture at at UF sports right now, and it's unfortunate the basketball program, the football program, baseball, um, but just bad coaching decisions, bad play calls, and just not enough oomph against the team that we should have beat even on the road. Yeah, I would I would love to go back to college. I tell you that much and experience it. Um, you know, again, a lot of things I would have done differently. I think Ron's got it down pat though. But anyways, we head to uh, today's NFL action. Um, and uh, you got a couple games for us? I have one play I'm going to go over, yep. All right, well, let her rip. All righty. Well, I'm looking at this Seahawks and 49ers game, and, 
you know, I really don't like the way the Seahawks defense has looked this season. Seattle is ranked dead last in the league in yards allowed per game at 440. Seattle's secondary has just been torched this season. The last two games, they've allowed over 300 yards passing. And on the season, opposing quarterbacks have a 70.7 completion percentage this season at uh, playing against Seattle. I think the Niners are going to take advantage of that. And we know that, you know, San Francisco's offense has been a bit inconsistent this season. They're around average in total yards per game, but they are scoring 29 points per game. And heading into the season, the Niners were really big on running back Trey Sermon from Ohio State. And now that it seems like the entire running back group is injured with Mostert and Elijah Mitchell out, Jermichael Hasty banged up as well. Sermon gets another chance on the main stage in this one with Juszczyk getting a, a few snaps at running back as well. I expect a strong game from Sermon in this one. Um, you know, Russell Wilson, it seems like he's a magician at times. He can do it himself. And uh, I do think he's gonna. he needs his help. He needs help, though. The, uh, the offensive line hasn't held up well. The, the Seahawks are allowing sacks on 9% of passing plays, which is definitely well below the league average. And I think the Niners' pass rush is going to put a lot of pressure on Wilson today. We know the defense is struggling, and I think the Niners put up enough points, make a f- enough stops at home to earn a victory by at least a field goal here. Home field advantage and laying only less than a field goal, too valuable for me to pass up. So I'll take the Niners, and I'll lay the points. I think they get a big win here. Joe, what are you thinking here with the uh, Niners? Yeah, I'm loving everything Ron is saying right now. Um, I'm looking at the over in this game. I think both these teams do have issues on their defensive side of the ball, and both will be able to capitalize. So I like this over. I think um, as long as the San Francisco 49ers can convert in that red zone, because Seattle's defense, that is where they're strong. Um, We're going to see a high-scoring game. I think this total is way too low for these two teams. I don't think it surprises anybody that I'm going to take Seattle here. It's um, it is uh, the Niners just one of the worst home favorites in all the NFL. It's it's like there's a couple teams out there that it's, it's beyond stigma. It's beyond uh, you know anything like that. It is just they they are just lousy at home, and as a home favorite, they're even worse. So it's like. It's just one of those things where I can't be confident in them. When you have a Seattle team that we've seen only win on the road this season, this is Seattle's third road game of the year. So certainly not going to see anything here that they haven't seen already. But when we look at the 49ers and just how dreadful these trends are, one and four against the number in their last five at home, one and four against the number in their last five against a team with a losing record, it, it gets even worse. It's like, uh, 10, 26, and 1 against the number in their last 37 as a favorite. Um, this is a team that certainly, you know, this is this is like the John Lynch type thing. 5, 21, and 1 against the number as a home favorite. I don't know, man. To me, that's just unforgivable. It's not something I can work with. So... I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna take Seattle here. I'm gonna take the other side. I think Russell Wilson. It's one of those games where he just finds a way. We saw Aaron Rodgers find a way last week against them, and uh, I just think that uh, I I think they find a way this week um, as well with uh, Seattle in you know a divisional game where we know that uh, they they know each other you know pretty well. But uh, Ron, what do you got for uh, for sale today? Yep, today we're looking for another winning NFL Sunday. 
I have a NFL Super Sunday trio. You get my top three plays of the day. You get one game in the 1 o'clock schedule, one game in the 4 p.m. games, and then my Sunday night football play as well. So a little bit of everything today, and I'm really, really liking these plays, looking for a 3-0 sweep. Uh, so check it out at Pick Dogs Premium. Yeah, I don't. I I just I can't get behind the the so the dual quarterback right. So it, at Florida they have the dual quarterback also right, and it's like at San Francisco it's you know when you have this quarterback where someone's always looking over your shoulder, it's like it makes you tense and it makes you tight. And Garoppolo wasn't good enough to begin with, right? So that's just to me, you know, part of the issue there. When you have a quarterback controversy, what that means is no one has emerged from the pack. You know, that's all that means. Mm-hmm. I I'm really sure like Jimmy G. Yeah. I like him. I think he's underrated. Joe's the quarterback whisperer. Time, She's the quarterback whisperer. She she nailed Sam Darnold like to be you know to have the big year, um, you know, and so far so good on that one. And then uh, he played on Thursday. You, you like this guy? Whoever that was too. Oh, uh, Joe Burrow. Yeah, another Joe Burrow's. Another. Don't like Zach Wilson. Yeah, you know I've got a list. She's got the list. <laughs> yeah, well, I think that another thing is, I don't know if there's necessarily a quarterback controversy. I think Trey Lance has kind of taken on his role. He comes in a few times. He's had a few touchdowns. Nope. I don't necessarily know if there's a over-your-shoulder kind of feeling there. I, mean, I think maybe right, in Chicago with Justin Fields, but it, I think, I don't know. I, I would say Jimmy G's looking pretty comfortable. He, looked, he played well last game against the Packers. If I may, um, <laughs> you trade up to the number four overall draft choice in the draft, and you take a quarterback, I think he's in the plans. I, I don't know. Oh, he's I, in I mean, the future plans. I mean, something tells me this guy's in the plans, you know? And, yeah, uh, I mean, in the near future. But, I mean, right now it's Jimmy G's team. So I think, you know, he's, he's looked well last week. He gave him too much. They gave Rodgers too much time. We've seen right, that well, happen. He, they beat the Lions and the Eagles. It's Jimmy G's team. You lose at home to – the Packers, yeah, and you lose at home to, to the Seahawks, we're going to see how much it's Jimmy G's team, you know? Uh, we're going to see just how much. I trust both guys. I think I think both guys can beat the Seattle secondary. We saw Heisman candidate Spencer Rattler nearly boot off the field two weeks ago, Norman. Um, <laughs> Bring back the Legion of Boom, though. Man, I missed that for Seattle. I like I like Clappy. I'm a Clappy. I like Clappy. He's a good coach. Anyways, this is Ron Romanelli. Thanks, Ron, for joining us. Uh, We could talk football all day. But, uh, yeah, Joe, uh, I think that that's one of the better games of the day. You know, week four, you get into these divisional matchups. You know, running the table, you know, all those things, they kind of go out the window in the NFL, right? It's like you you don't really see it too much, you know. Well, you don't see it at all. And, uh it doesn't always happen in the obvious spot either, you know, where teams falter. Absolutely. So, but, you know, divisional matchups are, are never gimmies. They're never gimmies at all. We know that much. But No, uh, not at all. And no no game ever is. It's any given Sunday it comes for a reason, right? Like any team can upset another. It does. And speaking of uh, upsets and uh, anything happening on any <laughs> given Sunday – for the first time, we welcome to our show Al Ninos. Al, welcome to our show. He's got the mic off. Nice. Can't hear. That's a, a great start. Thank Can't. you. Thank you very much, Mitch. How are you doing? Good. Welcome to our show. I don't know if you've met Joe Madden, but Joe's Al Ninos. 
Nice to meet y'all. There, there you go. Live on the air introduction. So Al, uh, week four of the NFL season, um, you know, I know you prefer the pro sports over, over the college sports. So these, these are your games. You're kind of transitioning out of the baseball phase into, uh, into football. Um, what are you looking at in today's action? Yeah, definitely going to miss that baseball, but it's not quite over yet. And I've uh, got a great postseason to look forward to. So uh, not not done with that just yet. But, yeah, we're looking at a couple games in the NFL here. I don't know uh, which one you wanted to kick off with. Whichever one you whichever one you like, we're ready for you. Uh, we'll go with the uh, one that starts first, I guess. So, uh, yeah, the Browns uh, headed to, the, to Minnesota here. Uh, Browns uh, roster is loaded with offensive talent. And uh, the Vikings, uh, they have some good playmakers themselves. And a uh, great receiver in Adam Thielen. Uh, Dalvin, um, Dalvin Cook's listed as questionable, but uh, he should be good to go. He practiced, looked good enough. And, uh, well, they didn't hold back on him last week when he was listed questionable, too. So expect a big workload from him to help them kind of get, keep the, move, the offense moving. Uh, Cleveland was supposed to have a pretty good defense coming into the season, but they allowed 29 and 21 points in weeks one and two before uh, holding the Bears to just six points in week three. But, uh, yeah, they'll be up against a much better uh, offense today, and uh, Minnesota's defense hasn't been particularly impressive either, so I like this game to go over here. Joe, what are you thinking in this one? Yeah, I could definitely could see this being an over game between these two teams. Um, I am leaning on Minnesota. This isn't one that is going to make any of my plays, but when we look at the Browns facing um Minnesota, they are one and seven. The Vikings just owning um, this team. So leaning on the Vikings. Give me the Vikings plus the points. I'm with Joe as well. I like the Vikings in this game. I think that the home field advantage in Minnesota is really, really underrated. Um, that dome is loud. It is super loud. And speaking of loud, thanks for all the compliments on my motorhead shirt from my videos. But uh, that's <laughs> the loudest. But uh Anyways, I think uh, it's it is a tough building, and i i could I could see, um, but I could see I could see points in this game too. I think that uh, you know Jefferson and, and Cook that the Vikings hit two home runs on those guys, you know, when they drafted them, and uh, of course for for Cleveland, they just have playmakers all over the place. They're thinking Super Bowl this year, so uh, this is going to be a good one, no doubt about it. And I'm kind of like Joe; I'm not really like on my list of list of where. Um, Dumping my dumping my big bets, that's for sure. Only be, not because I don't think it's going to be a good game, because uh, there's other places that I just feel more confident today. Because this one, I could see a couple different scenarios. It's like Miles Garrett, you know, rushing against Kirk Cousins. It's like ugh, it's not a great matchup there. But and think- and that's what scares me. You know, relying on Kirk Cousins. I like Kirk Cousins. I've always said I've liked him. But in situations like this, this is where he lets me down. Where he should have this game. They're at home. Everything points to me wanting to take the Vikings, but I'm not going to pull the trigger and make that bet. Yeah, I went back and forth on the side on this game quite a bit. I mean, uh, I usually tend to look at sides too before I look at totals, but uh, but yeah, definitely the total is a lot more appealing to me than the side in this one. This is going to be a great matchup, so definitely one to watch. Absolutely. What do you got next for us? Another great matchup between uh, the Cardinals and the Rams. So this one will be in Los Angeles. Uh, uh, again, we're having two of the hottest quarterbacks here to start the young season. Uh, Kyler Murray's looked great. Uh, as long as, as good as good as he's been, we've seen uh, Matthew Stafford get Offensive Player of the Week. So 
He's been great with his new team. Obviously, he has a lot more, a lot better pass protection this year to actually get some plays and uh, give some of his receivers some time to get open. Um, Rams that do have a great defense. There's no doubt about that. Uh, you talked about the pass rush in the last matchup. This one should be fun to watch too. Aaron Donald chasing uh, Kyler Murray around, but you know he's definitely a quarterback that can move around. He should be able to make some plays with his feet and. Uh, Definitely run around long enough um, while getting chased to give uh, DeAndre Hopkins, AJ Green uh, some time to get themselves open as well. So, uh, again, this one, we do have to worry about the Rams' defense here. But uh, as I said, this uh, I think uh, Kyler Murray is the type of quarterback you want against that defense. So uh, I'm going to take the over in this one again, too. Joe, what do you think in this one? This this one, you, know, you have two great defenses and two good offenses. I, I I could this this is a I love divisional matchups. Absolutely. And you can see this game going either way. Um I think it comes down to who has the ball last. And the line is reflecting this with um a four point spread. I'm gonna have to take the Rams in this one. I think they're just a little bit better, especially with uh Matt Stafford. The Rams also at home are four and one against the spread in their last five home games. So give me the Rams. I'm going to have to disagree with Joe again. Um, I just think that it's, uh, it's amazing we can Mitch. even get five Circa picks together. <laughs> at least, at least you got to like the ones you do agree on. I like, I, well, at least, at least it's, it's, Joe knows it's not personal. You know, it's, uh, it's nothing personal. Yeah, it's personal. I write in my diary every night, Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's like she 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 intentionally freezes on Skype with the stink guy. It's like it's like intentional. Anyways, I I just think in this one, I think that with Aaron Donald, like Al was saying, I think Aaron Donald creates that center push against that uh, Rams offensive line, and most quarterbacks, especially pocket passers like Matthew Stafford, Tom Brady, they suffer, they struggle the most. When they get when they get that um, that center push, you know, guys like Kyler Murray, they don't um, they aren't unaffected by the center push because he's he throws on the outside just like Russell Wilson, and that's the difference between those type of quarterbacks, right? So I think that you know I, I think the Cardinals have have a nice edge in this game because I think that I think that they'll be able to get that center push on on the Rams in this one, and what we're going to see then is is well. Matthew Stafford that we saw right for how many years uh, he didn't become a new player you know he might have to be on a different team he's still Matthew Stafford he still makes bad decisions he still forces throws he still does all he's still going to do all those things I think this game is going to be super tight it's a lot of points for a divisional game but I, th- I do like the over as well I think it's going to be a shootout I think it's going to have to be wide open I don't I don't think that either of these teams and also the Rams getting Daryl Henderson back in the lineup is another guy that's like another home run hitter um, that does that. Of course, the Cardinal offense ranks second in the NFL overall in yards, third in passing yards, and number one in points. The Rams number three in points in the NFL. So this uh, shapes up to be that type of game. Yeah, the Cardinals put up 30-plus points in each of their games so far. So, yeah, it should be a great matchup against this defense. Well, baseball not over for you, Al. I know that you're Never a uh, Dodger, <laughs> Dodger guy as well. But uh, what do you got for sale today? I have a uh, seven-pack, five uh, NFL, two MLBs. Uh, baseball's not over. A lot of great matchups in baseball today as well. So 
definitely going to be keeping an eye on that as well. So a lot of lot of seasons on the line today. So uh, yeah, it should be a great day. Lots of great games, NFL, MLB. So I've got that seven pack. I also have the five pack, the NFL uh, separately if you're just into football. So yeah, check them out. As we always say, the long-term passes are two for one cap deals, best way to go. Okay, well, uh, we we appreciate you you coming on. Hopefully, uh, you're regular on our on our shows here on the weekends where we welcome all the uh, all the different cappers. We appreciate you stopping by. Thanks, Al. For first Thanks time. for having me. Pleasure. Absolutely. First time. Best of luck, Al. First time. Thanks. Best luck. Except on that. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Except on that pick, I'm on the other side. Um, no. Al's big Dodger backer. You know, he wore the Kershaw shirt last year and he got, he got absolutely bludgeoned in that game. So <laughs> you don't see him wearing the Kershaw shirt anymore. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's a bit fun, you know, that's, that's part of it. But, uh, yeah, Joe, so we got a couple cappers, a couple different things. A lot of guys leaning on totals, um, in the early action here. And, uh, maybe that's where, maybe that's where the better bets are. I'm not really sure. What, what are you thinking? I mean, I like, I have all sides today. You know, my premiums. Yeah, for sure. I think some of these overs, um, the lines look a little low when I'm looking at them, looking at, you know, what teams averagely score, looking at holes in defenses, looking at injuries. Um, I think there is a lot of value in some of these overs today. Yeah, it just, it, it seems like we're at that time of the year, though, where the weather is going to, weather will start to change. And, um, mm. you know, always something, always something to uh, be, be leery of. Yeah. Now there's a comment that Fields is starting today. Have they now pulled Nick Foles and starting Justin Fields? I don't think he was ever officially announced as the. Um, oh man. They, Nagy said, <laughs> Nagy said that um, he wasn't going to announce the starter until the day of the game. So it was never officially announced that Foles was going to start. I wonder how the line has moved if they have actually announced that. Hit the Lions, though. I'll, ch- <laughs> I'll, check, I'll check it in field. just a second. The problem is that I had yeah. my I had our next guest um, loaded up, and you know I got these little name tags and stuff. We try and do yeah. We try and get a little better each week, you know, on this stuff. I'm, you guys can see me fiddling around back here as I'm, you know, that's what I'm doing. But this one, it said one name in my uh, files. And it actually a different person's stuff came up. So, but it's actually it's James Clark from uh, West Virginia. James, uh, how are you doing this morning? Pretty good, Mitch. How are you doing? How are you and Joe doing today? I'm doing okay. It's better than Al that Al Ninos isn't here anymore. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> could be worse. You you could be Ruffalo. Um, anyways. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's that kind of day. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I had you know, someone give Mitch a coffee. Yeah, or a Snickers. I'm still on my. I'm still on my. I'm still on my first cup. Just give me a pile of butter and sugar. Yeah. So, uh, James, the NFL season treating you decently so far? Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, had a winning day uh, last season or last week. Uh, going five and two, and uh, looking to build off that uh, today. So we have our uh, become a capper contest um, coming up, 
Joe and I have been discussing like when we want to do it. And I think that, um, I think that November is always a great month for it or December, but I think because this way you get NFL, NHL, college football, and NBA. So at least there's four sports going on, four big ones. So you won it last year. You hit some gigantic money line dogs to get it done. Probably going to have to change the rules because of you. But, um, you know, we're happy We're happy that we got you. Any, um, any uh, advice for anyone out there that's, like, thinking about, you know, becoming a capper with having to work with me? <laughs> well, I'll tell you one thing. It's a... Uh... Like I, like I said the first time I was on the show, it's a lot harder than what people uh, actually think. Like I said, you think you just get on here and give out picks and uh, be on the show. But, uh, you know, when you're uh, when it comes down to putting it in, putting in the picks, being on the show, uh, you know, researching, it's a lot harder than what you think. And uh, I'm, I mean, you have to be on top of your game. If you want to be uh, successful with this, you got to be on top of your game day in and day out. You can't take days off. Uh, like I'm like the show, the morning show, seven days a week. You can guarantee it's there. Well, you got to have that same worth ethic. You got to make sure you're there seven days a week, putting your picks in, and uh, work hard if you want to be uh, successful. This ain't fun and games. I mean, if you want them be at the top of the leaderboard, better put your work in. Well, it's, there's some fun and games to it. Well, what do you got today for us? <laughs> I, I think I have fun and games. I have fun every morning with I, you guys. I have fun every morning too. Simple. The group, the group is fun. It is fun, but uh, you got to be a uh, business like at it too. If you if you want to be at the top, uh, you certainly have to take it seriously. And I think the thing is, is that what people don't realize it's it's kind of like when you watch. So I'm a Jeopardy watcher, right? You know, it's like every, I mean, it's, I'm not going to apologize for it, but uh, <laughs> it's it is what I am, right? So the thing is, and people are like, man, you should be on Jeopardy. But the thing is, when you're home. It's always your turn, like Wheel of Fortune. It's always your turn, you know. And just like you know, if you're capping at home, it's like it's it's easy to just say, okay, I got you know twenty five games here or something, right? And it's like, oh, I knew they were going to win, but it's like, yeah, you know, sit there and like narrow it down, and somehow Arkansas pops up onto your list, you know, and twenty one nothing in the first quarter. Not so easy to show up here the next day, you know. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> I tell you another, another thing, Mitch. It's uh, it's easy when you're putting your own money on it. When uh, you're putting picks out there and people's got their own money on it, then that's when it really gets. That's the big difference. When you know other people's got their hard-earned money on your picks, and uh, you I mean you want to be at the top of the list and try to help them out as much as you can. I'm if you lose, you're like you're like, oh well, I'll get them next time. But somebody else's money, it's uh, it's you gotta be prideful, make sure you know try to make them get the more bang for their buck. I'm with you. I say it all the time. I'm like, some people are like, oh, I just fade your picks or whatever. And I said, I don't care. What, if, if that's going to get you, make you a winner, go ahead and fade my picks. I really don't care. You know, it's like, it's not a picking contest for me. You know, I mean, this is what I do for a living. And it's like, sometimes my, sometimes my, my good plays don't make it to the board. Like last night I had Arizona state, you know, I gave it out in the, in the VIP show, but I didn't give it out as one of my premium picks. It's like I love I love them, you know. And as the day went on, I realized I liked them even more. But anyways, James, what do you got today for us for a uh, for a for a play? I got Al Nino's picture there, so I gotta somehow get you get you off it. But hang on a sec. All right, there we go. All right, go ahead. All and right. I'll flip. I'll flip you into the into the next. Uh, 
Okay, uh, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start off with this uh, uh, Carolina and Cowboys game here. Uh, I look at uh, Carolina with Sam Darnold. You know, uh, a good team that's come out. You know, over uh, three a season. You know, and uh, Dak, he's coming off injury. He's looking good too. I look for. I look both of these teams to cancel each other out. I think the edge here is the Carolina's defense here. I think Carolina's got a better defense than Dallas, and I think it's going to be a close game. And uh, Carolina getting plus four points. I really like Carolina in this game today. I think the defense is the the key here. I think, like I said, both offenses are good and they cancel each other out. But the defense is uh, on Carolina side and getting plus four uh, plus plus four points with the better defense. I really like that pick. Well, I know someone that is a big Sam Darnold fan. Joe, who would Who's that, that? be? Who that? Yeah, I absolutely be? love Sam Darnold. <laughs> <laughs> I do, and I, I will say it again. Like, his time with the Jets was not fair to him. I'm so glad he's with the Panthers. And I see a great game for the Panthers today. They could take this game outright. Um, James, I completely agree with you what you're saying on their defense. Their defense is only, what, allowing 10 points per game on average? Um, it will be a great game, so... They're six and zero against the spread um, on the road, as well. As a dog, like give give me the Panthers all day long. I'm taking the money line and put it in right now. Actually, the more I talk about it, the more I want them just straight up on the money line. And don't get me wrong, because I've got Cowboy fans telling me I hate Dak Prescott. This is not the case. I actually really like Dak Prescott. I just don't believe in this Cowboys team enough. I mean, either look. I mean, look who they uh, look who they beat. They beat the Eagles, and then uh, they squeaked out a win against the Chargers. And then you got the Panthers, you know, who who's beat the Saints. You know, they played good against everybody. They ain't really let. Uh, they ain't really had a letdown spot. They've either come out and dominated a game, or uh, in offense, or their defense dominated a game. So now I look for more. I, I, that today. I'm with you guys. I like the Panthers here, but I think that there is a factor here that, you know, a lot of people aren't considering because we all have, right, so the Panthers have 10 days off here and the Cowboys are in a short week, right? So it's another advantage for the Panthers as well. But one of the things is, is that Christian McCaffrey, you know, when we've seen the Panthers the last three games, it's been with, with Christian McCaffrey and he didn't play in the last game, but he played some, he played some of it, but he did not play the whole game. But the other team had to game plan for him. And that is a big thing to game plan for. I mean, he is, yeah. you know, he is a, the best player on that team, right? I mean, he is yeah. their best player. And certainly a guy, one of the best players in the league when he's healthy, you know, all you know, 25 minutes a year that he's healthy, um, he is one of the best players in the league. So not having to game plan him and not having to account for him is a big deal. You know, it's a really big deal. So, you know, it's certainly something, you know, that we need to look for and see just ha if Sam Darnold is as effective, you know, without Christian McCaffrey, you know, in the in the game plan. Um, yeah. Obviously, uh, Chuba Hubbard has looked good. I love that pick. You know, when they picked him, I thought he was perfect, right? Because here he fills in for McCaffrey. He's similar, um, you know, except he doesn't get hurt as much, which is a good thing. It was amazing. Well, that Go ahead. That's, that's like when McCaffrey got hurt. You know, the Panthers knew what they was playing for. He got hurt in the second quarter, and uh, they didn't even uh, attempt to put him back in the game no. because, you know, they're looking for long term. So, uh, you know, he's been rested ever since uh, since uh, he got hurt in the second quarter there. So, you know, I, I think it would be good to go. Uh, Tony TJ in the comments said Dallas has a good defense too. I mean, where's my laugh track? 
<laughs> Seriously, I mean, come on. Dallas has a good defense, too. If you have a guy that makes over $15 million a year and he's on the bench, you don't have a good defense, okay? That's, that's, I think that's, that's one of the qualifiers, right? If, he, if you have a guy that makes $15 million a year and he gets beat out for his starting job, obviously you guys don't know what you're doing. Dallas defense ranked 26 in the NFL, giving up 402 yards per game. 331.7 through the air per game. That is good enough for 31st in the NFL. Last I checked, there was 31 teams plus the Jaguars. <laughs> so, um, I don't, I don't know. James, any, any uh, credibility here that, that Dallas has any semblance of a defense? Uh, the only thing I agree with them is uh, they got uh, maybe the best defense in their division, which I ain't saying much when you got. Uh, which you thought Washington have a good defense, but if you got the Giants, Eagle, and Washington, and you got the best defense out of those three teams, yeah, maybe, but uh, that's about it. That's why they rank 26, because uh, the rest of their division is behind them. <laughs> I think Demarcus Lawrence is, is, is one of the best defenders in the NFL, but you know when he's not playing, he isn't. You know It's kind of just about the same as McCaffrey. I, I don't know, you know. I'm lost at what they're trying to do in Dallas. I never really understood the salary structure there among their players. So, to me, it's always been a little bit of confusion. But what else you got for us today, James? Uh, I'm looking at this uh, Denver Broncos and uh, Baltimore pick here. You know, you look at this Denver team with Teddy Bridgewater, you know, cool, calm, and collective here. You know, uh, he just marches the team down the field, scores a touchdown. They got a nice defense to back him up. You know, uh, uh, Lamar Jackson, you know, uh, electric, uh, gets his team up and down the field. And I like basically the same thing as what they're looking at the uh, Panthers game. I like, you know, both these offenses uh, cancel each other out. Denver has an a awesome defense. And, you know, uh, I like Denver today on the money line here. I know uh, Baltimore, you know, they beat the Chiefs. But, you know, uh, they, I don't think they face the defense of uh, what they're getting ready to face today. And uh, I like Denver on the money line today. Joe, what are you thinking here? I, I can't take Denver to be a 4-0 team after today. They're, I don't think they can do it. We look at the teams they've beaten, and I think the Ravens will have their number. I think um, the Ravens are the more solid team. I know Denver has come out looking fantastic in these first three weeks, but there's no way I'm taking Denver. I think to me, you know, we look at the Ravens, and here's a team, and I kind of like, you know, I look at, you know, in the NFL, I think is one of the sports where you can look at recent trends. And the Ravens are the kings of regular season. I mean, they are the absolute straight-out kings of regular season when it comes to winning games. I think the only game they've lost in the last year and a half in the regular season is that Raiders game, which they lost in overtime and really um, should have won. Um, Denver has beat two teams, three teams that are 0-10 now combined. They're not even 0-9 anymore. They're 0-10 at this point. So it's tough for me to have any faith in them. I know that the Broncos have drafted um, you know, pretty well. Over uh, over the years, I've liked a lot of their picks, but not so sure I love them here. I just think that, you know, this is this to me is one of those spots where we just saw a kicker that kicked a 68-yard field goal last week in indoors. I think they should go for a 78-yarder in this one. I would love to see him do it. You know, 
know, I'd love to see him be the first guy to kick one over 70. I think if there's a guy that deserves it, I think it's this guy. It'd take the right but, uh, scenario. Well, that, I mean, that's one of the big reasons I'm going with Denver. The way uh, Baltimore struggled trying to sc- uh, score against Detroit's defense last week, they're coming up against a tougher, a lot tougher defense. And if they can't score against Detroit, they're definitely going to score against Denver. So that's Absolutely. why I like the pick. Yeah, I really believe um, both of these teams do have good defenses. That's another angle I'm looking at with this game. I think this under is too low, though. Um, I'm seeing 44s, and that's way too low for these teams. These teams can put the points on the board. So I think the strongest play in this game, in my opinion, would be that over 44. But don't you guys think that the Denver defense has those big numbers because they played against, you know, who, I mean, Joe, you're the quarterback whisperer. You've been like Zach Wilson stinks from like, I mean, they didn't even get the name yeah. out of his out of their mouth for the draft choice. And, and you're already, you know, trying to bet the over on interceptions on this guy. And, Absolutely. you know, <laughs> yeah, and it's like, you know, you got him, you got uh, Daniel, Daniel Jones, right? Pick six. Yeah. And then you have, um, you know, Trevor Lawrence, you know, is who they faced. Um I would say that some of these numbers might be a little bit overstated, you know, and and we're going to find out today. Lamar Jackson is a little bit different animal than Zach Wilson, and he's a little <laughs> bit different than, than, you know, Daniel Jones is a mobile quarterback, but not mm-hmm. compared to this guy. <laughs> this, no, guy is, not. this guy is uh, this guy is the real deal, man. This guy, yeah. Lamar Jackson is just, I mean, he's a freak of nature and, uh, I've watched, like, you know, everyone knows i watched ridiculous amounts of football at the college and at the NFL level. Yeah. And, I, you know, I've never seen anything like this, you know. It's like, it's amazing yeah. the guys that just tackle air against this guy, right? <laughs> Absolutely. And we look at his, his first season in the NFL and how he just wasn't able to make those passes like he did and all the work he did in the offseason. Um, he says the ball was a little bit different, and that just threw him off, right? This this kid has heart. I'm... Huge Lamar fan. Well, he probably had to take a pay cut also when he came to the NFL, but that's a different story. Uh, I, I love watching. I love watching him and Vic. So the way they used to throw the foot, why they throw a flick of the wrist, man, and it goes seventy and eighty yards, man. Yeah, I think. I like think said, he is a freaking nature. I think that Michael Vick might have had more um, north south speed than Lamar Jackson does. I think Lamar Jackson might be a little quicker than Michael Vick, but I think Michael Vick had the better arm. I mean, he could. He, that guy could seriously throw, you know, 70, 80 yards on the run, you know, a rope. I think Michael Vick might have one of the strongest arms ever in the history of the NFL. I'd say him and, you know, like a Brett Favre type cannon, Doug Williams type arm, you know. Anyways, James, what do you got for sale today? I got a, a NFL, I got a seven pack going on uh, that I really, uh, seven games I really love. Uh, went five and two. Uh, like I said, uh, last Sunday, looking to sweep the board today. You know, you can grab today's package or, you know, upgrade 3, 7, or 30 day after we go 7 0. Or, you know, team me up with any of the other cappers on the, you know, on the show today or on the site. You know, as you see, uh, I, every time I get uh, airtime, I always say we got the best cappers in the world, and we do. So team me up with one of them, and uh, we'll put some money in your pockets. All right. Well, 
Thank you, James, for uh, for joining us today. We seriously appreciate it. We love having you on the show, of course. And um, maybe next appreciate week, appreciate you having. Maybe me. next week we can get you on for uh, some college football as well. Um, if you're around right. on Saturday. Best of luck today, James. Keep right, killing it. Thank you all. Y'all have a good day too. Appreciate you having me. That was James Clark. He's been tearing it up at uh, at Pick Dogs ever since we brought him on board. Of course, he was, like I said, one of the winners of the uh, Become a Capper contest. And, uh, you know, a lot of people, um, you know, it, I think we got lucky, you know. We got, it's like not only can the guy pick games, but he also understands, you know, what being a capper is. It's, it's, it's easy to you know, say, I'm going to take a few days off, you know, <laughs> it's easy to say that, but not, what if someone, you know, paid for your yearly pass or something and they don't yep. care if you want a day off. Absolutely. Days. And he said one of the truest statements too. Um, it's easy just to bet your own money, but when you're giving other people your picks and they're betting their hard earned money makes it a lot more stressful for sure. And we, we care, all of us care. Yeah, we, we definitely, I, I definitely do. I'll tell you that much. And I know, yeah. I know you do too, Joe. So, um, yeah, it's it's always different to hear different perspectives. I know last week when uh, when Jovan joined us um, as well, he was in the Become a Capper that um, he uh, he expressed a lot of those same things. But Jovan just continues to win. Um, that's all he's been doing. Um, hasn't had time to do much else. Just shows up here, gives out winners, shows up on the site gives out winners if you bet a hundred bucks on his games i'd sound like a broken record here um over the last month well you're getting an extra thirty two hundred and sixty eight dollars people ask me how do you make them a living betting sports well it's a good way to start that's if you bet a hundred bucks a game if you bet 250 bucks a game or if we were like one of the other sites where he could rate his picks and say oh this is my 10 star and you get a thousand units on that one instead of a hundred units or whatever like imagine where imagine where this number would be you know probably 15 20 30 thousand dollars you know i don't know we'll just make a number up jovan what would the number be i don't know <laughs> <laughs> you tell us <laughs> oh it's mike's out you might you're muted sorry about that no problem i don't know but it'll be a whole lot of money i think it would be it would be absolutely slaying it um so NFL action today. We've got, uh, you know, we're in week four. Any different strategy for you coming in, or are you just going to dance with what's brung you at this point? Well, I mean, it's a, it's a week on to week, um, you know, case basis for me. You know, this week, I see a lot of, um, you know, see a lot of um, landmines, you know, you just tread lightly, you know, on, the, on these games. Um, for me, you know, I got I like I like the um totals in 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 the, this week um more than um more than anything but it didn't really make my own my premium plays but I'm gonna give you a couple on the um couple totals I like on the show all right well why don't you get started then yeah so um one o'clock slate um we're gonna go to Arlington Texas where the Panthers are playing the Cowboys and you know you have Matt rule everywhere he's going you know, from the college level, starting the Temple, probably before that, but, you know, head coach of Temple, then at Baylor, now with the Panthers. What does he do? He puts together a hell of a, you know, a hell of a defense. So, um, you know, coming into this one with the number one ranked defense, basically across the board, you know, and 
Dak Prescott, I see him on his back a lot today. He's going to get pressured. Last week, they gave up on three sacks. I see more than that, to tell you the truth. Um, and they're going to run the ball, but once they run the ball, they're going to get stopped there, too. Because, once again, they're like top two or three in run defense. So I don't know where um, where Dallas is going to go to consistently move the ball. Now, on the other side, Dallas is a bad defense. But on the other hand, it's not like the Panthers' offense is really high-flying. You know, they, they're good, they're productive. But as far as scoring, you know, they usually get down to the red zone and score threes and not sevens. And without Christian McCaffrey um, there, you know, I expect a low-scoring game, you know, a tight game. And for that, I like the under. Joe, what are you thinking? Yeah, I could get on this under. Um, four of the last five games um, for these teams matched up have hit that under. Still like those Panthers. So for me, take the under. Take the Panthers plus the points. Maybe the money line. I, I could see an under here as well. I think that the Cowboys defense, as much as we just hammered them um, in the last segment, I think that if they're going to stand up, this is their opportunity to do so without Christian McCaffrey in there. The Panthers are going to have to find some other options out there. It might create some better matchups for the Cowboys, but I just think that without DeMarcus Lawrence, they are seriously compromised. And also, um, you know, it, it just seems that Quinn has done an, a nice job, for, you know, there, but, at, you know, he's got his guys. So as the season goes on and as um, the injuries start to mount, his guys are no longer available because it's not like he brought all of his guys, right? He only has some of them. And, uh, you know, Keanu Neal, you know, certainly a key piece of that. And he's out He's out for this one as well. He's been, you know, kind of that guy that we I talk about a lot because he replaced Jalen Smith, who makes the $15 million plus a year. So now Jalen Smith is back in there, and he's not a scrub or anything, but at the same time, he got beat out by a guy that makes, you know, third of what he does but Keanu Neal I believe was a used to be he was a uh he was a first round pick so in all fairness anyways I think uh I think we see that deliberate pace as well I think that uh this is, might be one of those games where Joe and I are watching the games and it's kind of like oh should we go on at the half now because this game's five minutes ahead of everybody else you know we will be there yes we'll, we'll be there we'll, we're there every <laughs> halftime NFL today uh Joe and I just, you don't have to worry about if your notifications don't go or anything like that. Trust me, we'll be there tonight. Sunday night football will be there for the early games. Um, tune in anytime during, you know, from the very first halftime till the last game goes back in action. Joe and I will be here. But, um, Javon, what do you got next for us? Yeah, so we got a four o'clock game. Baltimore um, playing the Broncos. It's crazy that me and, um, uh, James Clark got the same games with you know with capping the same games and, and bring them to you. But I'm on the total in this one also. I like the under. So Joe with button heads in this one. Yeah. So you know the Broncos. You know they they're having a renaissance years and on defense. You know because they've been they would long consider the defensive juggernaut. You know they had those years where Vaughn Miller you know was just running rough shot over the league and he's having a he's having a um. A, a bounce back season. It's a contract year for him. And, um, you know, they're second ranked in total defense, third in pass defense, second in rush defense, 
and first is scoring at eight point seven um points per game. You know, it's gonna be a daunting task because you know you do have the dual threat in in Lamar Jackson, but I see a game like this. You know, it's gonna be a lot of threes put up, you know, a few sevens. Um, I don't see a high scoring game at all. You know, um, Denver they're middle of the road offense, so. You know, with with that said, both teams are gonna, you know, could, they're gonna they're gonna play the ground game. They're not gonna play the um the passing attack, you know, unless one one team gets ahead by over double digits, you know. And um for a couple of trends that um you know factor into my my capping in this one, for Baltimore the under is four and one in the last five road games, as well as the last five road games versus a team with a winning record, and as a favorite. For Denver, they're 4-1 in their last five to the under, and 8-0-1 in the last nine after allowing less than 250 yards in the previous game. So take the under. Joe? Yeah, you know, I hear you. I hear everything that you're saying on why we should hit this under. And I'm still liking this over. I think if there's any chance for the... um the Denver Broncos, to be able to hang with the Ravens. Yes, they will rely on their run game. Um, Melvin Gordon will be able to find holes, and he flies when you get Melvin Gordon going. So if the Broncos can keep up, this game does go over this 44. You know, Lamar is going to find Watkins, Brown. He's going to have a great day. So give me over 44. I'm just I'm just concerned that the Broncos haven't faced anybody, and I know that they have a good defense. But the last two years in the draft, they've concentrated on offense and the skill positions. So while they have some good defensive players, you know, yeah, the Ravens have some good offensive players too. And it's I think this is going to be a pretty good game. I think I'm with you. I think this is this has all the makings, and the the point spread you know basically shows you here. You know, it's at a pick 'em at this point that this is going to be a, a hard-hitting competitive game. And, you know, you have two good kickers. And I think if you're a fantasy football player, which I'm not, these are some guys that you might want on your roster today, both of these guys. So uh, I think that the game is going to be played between the 20s. Yeah. Yeah, so what have you got for, uh, for sale today? Like I said, absolutely on top of the leaderboards, just uh, it just seems you pad pad that number every single day at this point. It just uh, I know you go on these hot runs; they don't last forever. But I know people are enjoying the ride, and that's really the most important part. A lot of people jumping on on uh, Jovan's packages these days. So, uh, what do you got for everyone today? Yeah, yesterday was just another day at the office. You know, we want to continue it day after day. Today's another day. You know, with the NFL. You know, it's a lot of it's a lot of traps out there. You know, that's why a lot of people losing the um in the NFL. You know, you it with me, I have certain tenants in my handicapping that play well to, to the NFL. So it basically takes heed to, you know, some of the things that other people might fall in the traps um with you know with, with um with these NFL games. But with that said, you know, I have five that I that I like. I wanted to put in one more premium play. But didn't pull the trigger, um, and may not pull the trigger, you know, whatever. But I have five that I that I like, you know, you know grab it. It's all showing me the money. Um, Sunday football. Um, I also have um singular packages, um, 
up up for sale too for the later game. So, you know, off of forty four ninety nine. Come get it. Well, we appreciate you in that tell you that forty four ninety nine. If you would have bought Javon's longer term packages, where you you get them at a much deeper discount than uh, what he's charging there, um, I think they pay for himself in the first pick. <laughs> so anything over the past month has. 3,200 units, nothing to sneeze at. That's for sure. And we count. So the way that the units count is we count just a $100 bet per game. And um, that's how those units are calculated. So um, basically, if you bet $100 per game, we don't allow the cappers to say, this is my five-unit game or 10-unit game. They can say that within their picks, but we still count them all the same. So whether it's, you know, Monday Night Football where it's the only game in town or whether it's, you know, Jovan's best play of the month, um, he still only gets that hundred units um, added onto his record, which that's it's 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 a blessing and a curse, right? It's uh, it's good sometimes, but other times, you know, not so much. But I think it keeps it honest and it keeps it fair, and that you know, which is what we try and do. But we appreciate you, Jovan, and we look forward to seeing you next week here on our show, and of course on Saturday as well, as well as during the week on the drive through. But you can get his picks over at Pick Dogs. Absolutely, have a good. Have a good Sunday. Win. See you on Saturday. Keep crushing those books. That Have was, a good one. Absolutely. Jovan Berth's just absolutely destroying the books. He's uh, it's fun to see, you know. It's fun yeah. to see. Um, not, you know, you don't see it um, all the time where guys go on runs like that. Um, those are... Those are those are the good ones. Those are the ones you remember. You know, then those are the ones that people remember. And um, of course, our next guest um, will will tell you all about that. He's probably had more good and bad runs than everybody combined on this show. So uh, bring in Big Al McMorty. Al, welcome to the show. Um, coming off of a nice day yesterday in college football, kind of threw the bomb there and uh, completed <laughs> completed a few passes. Yeah, it was an interesting day. Folks watched yesterday. You know, I had 16 plays. Well, 15 football, one baseball. We were 10-6 and six overall. We had our first five-star play. As I mentioned yesterday, I only have about 10 to 12 five-star plays across all the major sports in a calendar year. So this was my first football five-star. Easy winner on the Georgia Bulldogs against Arkansas. So that was nice to see. Easy, easy um, for you. <laughs> easy, easy, you know, it's, I had I had a tough loser also. One of the games we talked about yesterday was the uh, Oklahoma Sooners, and you know they fight the entire game to get you know above the number, and then they give up a you know ninety eight yard kickoff return with ninety seconds left in the game to blow it. So you know you, you don't you know don't always remember the good ones. You always remember the you know the ones that hurt the most. That one really hurt, but. Um, Overall, good day. I'm not going to complain about 10 and 6. So we'll move on to today. And overall, the last four days, 16 and 6, the last 22. Well, not a bad run. What do you, what do you got for a free pick for today? I've got two free plays. Um, I've got two plays up at Pick Dogs Premium. This is a really uh, card I don't like a, a lot uh, this week in the NFL. Um, we had the Jaguars on Thursday. I've got two plays today, one side, one total. So, here are two other plays that uh, didn't make the cut, um, but they're the next best plays on, on the board. First game I'm going to look at is the Indianapolis Colts. They're 0-3. They're one of five winless teams in the NFL. And when you look at how winless teams do, they do their best work as road underdogs. And those teams going back to 1980, 357, 
and 277 ATS for 56.3%. And there's, although there's nothing wrong with hitting 56.3%, we can improve our numbers by doing two things. We can eliminate division games, and then we can also eliminate opponents that have a 500 or better record. So there's only one team that fits those criteria uh, this weekend, and that's the Indianapolis Colts. Um, when you do, when you eliminate those uh, two factors, then our 56.3 angle improves to 95 and 52, 65%. So the, they're playing the Miami Dolphins. Miami historically has been an awful home favorite. They are 24 uh, and 45 ATS their last 69. So currently the line's two and a half. I'm going to take the Colts plus two and a half. Lost us for a second. Joe, what do you think here? Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with Alan this one. I really think we haven't seen a great-looking um, offensive side to the Dolphins lately, and I think the Colts can be uh, able to capitalize on this and finally get a win. I'm with you as well. I like the Colts in this one. I'm big anti-Carson Wentz. I really think he's terrible. I think him and Christian McCaffrey should be on the same team. I mean, just the injured list, right? <laughs> it's like you can have the all-injured list yeah. team, him, and uh, put on uh, – well, there's a few other guys. You know, Sean Lee finally retired from the Cowboys, but he would have been there with them as well. Guys that play well for like a week or two, and then, you know, you just don't see him again for the rest of the season. But I think that the Colts, uh, you know, are a better team than this. And the Dolphins, definitely a disappointment so far this season. It's the offense is 100% of the problem. And when you have a bad offense, you hang the defense out to dry. And uh, I think that, you know, we'll see the Dolphins probably put the Colts in those dark blue uniforms in the one o'clock game in Miami, but I don't think it's enough anymore. Yeah, you know, also one of the things I think we mentioned last week, the Colts have this incredibly difficult opening schedule this year where their first five opponents all had winning records last year. And they're the only team to be saddled with that difficult of a schedule. So, yeah, they're 0-3, but you also have to look at the opponents they've played thus far. Even the Dolphins you know, we're 10 and six last year. So it's a very difficult opening stretch for uh, Indianapolis. They'll get a breather in week six, but um, I, I, I like them plus the points here. And the, the other game I chose, it was more also to just illustrate teaser bets. You know, as a lot of people know by now, you know, the best uh, points for numbers to play teasers, there's six of them, you know, one and a half, two, two and a half when you tease it up to seven and a half, eight and eight and a half, and then seven and a half, eight and eight and a half when you tease it down to one and a half, two and two and a half. And by using any of those six uh, point spreads, you capture the three and you capture the seven. So when you're doing an NFL six point teaser, those are the six numbers you should look at. So, you know, today there were three uh, options. You had the Colts, uh, you had the Falcons, and then you had this third game, which I'm going to talk about the Seattle Seahawks. So I think the Colts and the Seahawks are decent bets at the instant numbers. I also think they're decent bets when you put them together in a two-team, six-point NFL parlay. Uh, Seattle's off back-to-back -back losses. Going all the way back to 2001, they're 34-8 and eight ATS off back-to-back -back losses. And the 49ers, this is a crazy statistic. The 49ers are now 0-15-1 against the spread at home if their opponent is not off a straight-up win. And, oh, I forgot, and San Francisco's favorite. So there is uh, a home favorite if their opponent's not off a win, 0-15 and 1 ATS. So I'm going to take Seattle, you know, plus the points. And I think Seattle and Indianapolis in the six-point uh, teaser is a worthwhile wager as well. I love it.
Joe. Yeah, I um I like what Al's saying. I definitely like it better teasing those points. Uh, I'm gonna go money line on those. I like both those picks really a lot. <laughs> I think those are two dogs that have a chance to win outright as well. I just think that, you know, San Francisco just terrible home favorite, um, you know, in general. And um, you know, the Dolphins, I mean, I'm a season ticket holder, so I I know, you know, just what kind of organization this is from top to bottom i mean here it is um the game is at one o'clock eastern time it's eleven nineteen a.m i just got an email from them about parking um probably <laughs> tough to read if you're driving in your car to, to to the stadium um you know and then they wonder why it's a mess um that is pretty much the situation there in miami it has been for quite some time so uh you know i i expect uh you know just a dumpster fire of the season we saw last year in against Buffalo when they had the chance to make the playoffs. Yeah, you never saw Don Shula lose games like that, that's for sure. Well, you know, today at Pick Dogs Premium, I've got a uh, side and a total in the NFL. I'm probably going to add a baseball play uh, in, in a few moments here as well. So we'll probably have three plays at Pick Dogs Premium. And I'm now 14-7, and seven, my last 21 NFL, and also going for my 10th winning year in a row in the NFL. So it's what I consider to be my best sport. Um, these two plays, they aren't necessarily the you know best we're going to see the entire season, but they're the two best on the card today. And if folks want to join for a week or for a month, they can team up with one of the other champion handicappers here at Pick Dogs on the two-for-one handicapper special. So I have to ask then, because yesterday when you were on the show, you said, I don't like this NFL card. You already said it. You were like, I I'm, I might be able to get squeeze three picks out of here. You didn't even get there, right? You only got the two. And well, uh, I might the, the third one might come tomorrow. In, uh, yeah, but but in general, it's not like one of those NFL cards where you're just like, oh man, it's just jumping off the page at me. So when we look at you know, which leads me to ask, you know, when we look at the late breaking information that people seem to be waiting on all you know, all the time, you know, to bet their games late, not that important generally. Well, for me, yeah, I mean, it can be important, but every handicapper is different. When I'm looking at late breaking information, I'm generally looking at one of two things. I'm looking at clarity on an injury. You know, is, is a guy going to play? Is a guy not going to play? Is it going to move the point spread? If he does play, then what would will the point spread be, et cetera? And I'm looking at the number. You know, maybe I like a team at plus seven or higher, and the number's hanging out at six and a half. So I'm going to wait until 30 minutes before game time before I, you know, to see if I can get the number. So that's what I do when I'm looking for late breaking information. You know, we talked yesterday, one of the things I was looking for in the, you know, Oklahoma game was just clarity on whether or not Skylar Thompson was going to play, right? It turned out he did play. Um, so that, that's the kind of information I look for when I'm waiting uh, in, until the last moment to, you know, release the game to clients. So like this, what we, what I often see in the comments and these are, you know, the YouTube comment betters, um, you know, and we know, we know, you know, that they're probably not as advanced as some of the other betters. You often see comments like Julio Jones is out for the Titans or this guy's out. You know, the other guy's out for the Titans. Both the receivers are out and, um, you know, their top linebacker, Bud Dupree, Dupree, also out for this game for the Titans. At what point is that reflected in the line immediately? No, or is it? Um, I mean, is it people, uh, the, the impression that I generally get from the comments is that, that like, it's not in the line or something <laughs> like the sports books, like yeah. they missed this one by some, by some stretch of the imagination that, you know, 
this guy, like if Patrick Mahomes is out, you know, it's like the sports books might've missed this or something. I, I don't know. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's always reflected in the line and, you know, if there's a 70% chance that a guy's going to play, then it's 70% reflected in the line. Right. And then, then when you get the clarity, then it, you know, it, it, it can move later as well. But, um, you know, people are betting on the probabilities the entire time. Yeah. I, I, I'm with you. I think that, you know, one of the more, um, you know, one of the more, one of the things that the average better just seems to miss on, on a regular basis. And especially in the NBA where it's like, you don't know, you know, the last two years, we haven't known who's going to play until these guys get on the court, you know, to tip right. off the game. And uh, it's been really, really tough capping this. You know, I thought the first year in the bubble was a little easier, but last year with the no fans in the stands, NBA was one of the craziest it's, things. It's like, it, it, it's really frustrating in the NBA, especially for the 10 o'clock West coast starts. You know, we miss a lot of games. There was one game last year where I wanted to play on the Clippers so bad when it would have been one of my five best plays the entire season. And I needed to know if Kawhi Leonard and Paul George were going to play. And you didn't find out until about nine 30 PM that night. And of course you can't release the game at that point. You know, you can bet on the game yourself, but you can't give it to your clients. So, you know, that, that can be kind of frustrating with the NBA, with the way they're doing things these days. But, you know, thankfully we um, get much better clarity in uh, you know, the NFL. Well, 3.30 p.m. today, the Lakers take on the Nets and the NBA is back underway. It seems like the NBA has been playing all year, like without very much of a break at all. And uh, NBA preseason starts today. And if you watch our regular morning show, you know we've been betting NHL preseason uh, <laughs> hockey, which means which only means one thing, you know, we have a problem. Have, might have a Talk problem. for yourself, Mitch. <laughs> it's not yeah, a problem I, if you're winning. It's only a problem if you're losing. I need to talk to Chris about how his Maple Leafs are going to do this year. Well, he'll be up next, so uh, you'll get a chance to do that. But that's Big Al McMorty, definitely a legend in handicap. And we'll see you next Saturday, Al. Thanks, guys. I'll talk to you guys next Saturday. Thank you again for joining us. Always a pleasure. Alex has like this great information, you know, all these different angles and stuff. And yeah. you, could, you could just, you know, when he speaks, you kind of can hear the um, experience, right? It's kind of like, well, well, for me, my brain is just like trying to comprehend everything. All those stats he throws at us are unbelievable. Wealth of information there. Yeah. It's uh, always a treat to have him on the show. And of course you can get his picks at pick dogs. You know, it's um, one of those guys that it's like, he never comes on here and says, I'm going to win them all right? Never no. says I'm going to win them all or anything like that. It's just, it's a marathon. And it's like, you know, it's like with James Clark and Jovan, who've only been handicapping a year, you know, say that's the hardest part, you know, is that you got to keep going and keep going. And, um, you know, sometimes your system isn't working, you know, but you know, over the long term it does, you know, 50, 58% winners doesn't mean you hit, you know, 5.8 out of every 10, it could be 15 in a row. And, you know, yeah. on the, on the other side of things too. I mean, you know, in a, in a perfect world, um, it, it does work that way, but you know, we don't live in a perfect world, unfortunately. <laughs> but, um, speaking of imperfect worlds, we've got, uh, Chris Ruffalo up next with us. Chris has been moving over the last week and, uh, well, it's never fun for, uh, for anyone, anyone that's ever moved. Um, it's a relationship building exercise. Chris, how you doing? Uh, I'm, I'm all right. It gives me a chance to order in more often than I than I usually do with Uber Eats. So like, I have an excuse at this point. I'm just blaming it on the move. 
So is this the room where you're in now? Is this going to be your new broadcast studio? Yes, it will. I, I'm I'm moving all the furniture in today, and we're going to start the build this evening. I'm excited to see it. I think maybe a little bit of an echo, so maybe maybe a rug might help you. But we, yeah. um, I'll definitely help you out with that as well. So be sure to hit me up. Um, Appreciate it. Definitely uh, make it happen. But um, yeah, NFL Week Four. It's uh, you know. It's, we're starting to get to that point of the season where you know we could separate that the contenders and pretenders already. You can't win it in um, the first four weeks of the NFL season, but you certainly can dig yourself a hole. Um, any teams that are surprising you so far? To be honest, I mean, maybe we shouldn't say they're a bit of a surprise, but just how well the Cardinals are playing offensively through three games. You know, Kyler Murray seems to have finally hit his stride, and he's surrounded by options that are helping him get there. But I think the the, uh, the logical surprise, I think, for everybody are probably the Carolina Panthers and the Denver Broncos, you know, the two teams we've talked about. I know Joe and I have a Sam Darnold crush, and for, for good reason. Like I said, I think this is the best position he's been put in in his career, and it's it's starting to pay dividends. You can't necessarily fault Sam Darnold for, for being in a, in a bit of a gong show through the first three years of his career. So, But again, like you said, Mitch, it's, it's, it's a marathon, not a sprint, four weeks we still have three more of these four-week segments to go, plus a couple extra. So, still lots of time left in the game. So, you know, I, I could, I could see what you're saying with the Denver Broncos being, you know, three and O coming in. But if they play the Colts schedule, are they three and O then? Oh no, no. I, I it's funny. I was actually going to mention this. I saw uh, one of those like joke pictures on on it on the Facebook page or somewhere. I can't remember, but it was Homer Simpson with the abs. And you see Denver Broncos three and oh, but there's a giant rubber band on his back pulling all the skin back and it's saying that three teams combined are oh and nine. So it's like oh and ten. They're oh and ten. Oh and ten, excuse me, yeah. yeah. It's 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 you know, it's surface and then having to dig deep. You know, it's it's what you see in front of you and then you know, doing that extra digging that really isn't that hard to do when you consider the uh or see the, the teams that they played. Yeah, it's you know it's the NFL schedule makers, we know they do the best that they can do, but you know, here you have the Seattle Seahawks also playing their third road game in four games too. Um, you know, so we know Seattle's a tough building, and uh, you know, it's like if they can hit that with seven home games left, you know, at five hundred, well, got you got almost like their chances, especially with one of their, their home game already being a loss. Uh, they don't lose too many at home traditionally. No, but, they do uh, not. What do you got for us today for a uh, free pick? Well, funny enough, funny you mentioned that Seattle home game. It was one of the uh, the two money line dogs we've hit in back to back weeks. You know, it, we had the uh, the Chargers last week, a nice plus two sixty, and then that Titans game in Seattle, anywhere between plus two hundred and two fifty, depending on where you got it. And I'm going to be bringing in a couple of live dogs today that I think I'd have a shot at giving us some nice plus money, especially if you parlay them up. You can probably get twelve to one return on your money. You want to get who's your uh, who's your top dog here today? Then, well, my early dog today, and some people may want to plug their nose if they don't like it. But I'm going to go with the New York Giants. Now, the skeptics are going to say yes, it's New York's first home game here. But like I said, that was the same scenario when we went and cashed with the Titans a couple of weeks ago in uh, in Week Two against the Seattle team. And this is an equally raucous, if not stronger, home crowd in Seattle, in my opinion. While it's apples to oranges with the Titans and Giants. I'm just not a fan of Jameis Winston as a starting quarterback. You know, the Saints, in that game against New England, they got a few bounces that went their way. There was a pick six. 
there was a, a sort of pick six that, you know, Jameis Winston capitalized on not having a pick that if he throws that 95 times out of 100, it's getting picked off. But that was one of the five times that it didn't, as well as a block punt. Now, yes, the Giants lost at home to the Falcons, and that's an ugly loss at home. But, you know, even though the paper bag fans over their heads, you know, they were out in full force. But the Giants played better in their lone road game this season against Washington. And the Giants, with Daniel Jones, have a historically better, you know, better competition record playing on the road. And Daniel Jones, far more effective on the road. A 23-6 to touchdown to interception ratio. And his quarterback rating on the road is almost 16 points higher, around 93, compared to a 77 rating at home, as well as 14 touchdowns to 16 picks. I, outside of Sterling Shepard, the Giants are, are pretty much healthy on the offensive end and give Daniel Jones a decent chance to, to pull it off here. So I think there's value with the Giants here, and you could take the points if you want, but I'm taking a shot on the plus 270 money line flyer. Joe, what do you think? So I do see value with the Giants today with the points. I wouldn't be taking the money line personally. Um, I think what we saw out of the Giants last week, they faced a Falcons team with um, a weak defense. So I'm not sure how they're going to do against the Saints. I think the Saints do have the better defense. I think the Saints are the better team. But can they cover the seven points? I'm not sure if they can. So I like the Giants plus the points today. Um, Chris, I don't know how, I don't know if this is predates you or what, but the Saints only had one other situation where they weren't unable to play New Orleans and then came back home and played, and that was the Hurricane Katrina game. And well, that was one of the ugliest beatdowns you'll ever see in the history of the NFL. Um, you two opened up for him. It, uh, it went downhill for the visitors from there. I'm going to look up and see what the score is. Uh, uh, the Hurricane Katrina Saints game. Let's see. This is, this is a community that really knows how to rally. It was against That's the Falcons cool. in 2006. Um, yeah, it was... Uh, it was... Uh, one of the most savage beatdowns that you ever see. The final score, what was that? I don't know what it was, but it was it was ugly, ugly, ugliness. And I expect this one to be a lot more of the same. I think that Falcons team was better than this team. Um, you're going to see the emotional resiliency of a community all encompassed in one stadium. And the earth will move in New Orleans, Louisiana, about 1 p.m. Eastern time today. And I don't think Daniel Jones has the sack to stand in there against what he's going to face, not just on the field, but in that stadium. I look I look for a I, – I can't get behind your pick in this one, I just got to say. That's okay. I've, I've, I've had it happen before. It was 23-3 to in that game, by the way. It's it wasn't even Falcons. that cl- – but it was never that close. Oh, no. I, no I, I remember watching that game. But, you know, it's just – it's one of those things where I just – Searching for value on the card, and I think that just could be one of the spots. Again, you know, I think we, we always say this, they're, they're, we're not going to win everything, but again, you got to try to search for value, and I think that's what that's one of the ones that I was looking at. You never know. I mean, I've, I've been wrong before. I had Arkansas yesterday. Anyway, <laughs> so I, did also, I. I also had Ole Miss yesterday. Brian Bittler shaking. When I said I've been wrong before, Bittler's shaking his head. He's like, yeah, you had Oregon, Arkansas, <laughs> Ole Miss. Like, yep. He's got his list. He's pulling it out. Yep. You know. I wasn't wrong that the Gators were going to be bad this year. Anyways, what else do you got, Chris? 
Am I only other one? Well, if you say Chicago everyone. Cubs, I'm gonna. <laughs> okay, never mind. I got nothing else. I'll see you later. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> the narrative for me last week was well, the mighty Kansas City Chiefs couldn't lose back to back games, and they did just that. So for my other game, I feel it's worth a shot. I'm gonna go back to the other side of that Super Bowl matchup from last year in the Sunday Nighter. Now, when Tampa Bay won the Super Bowl last year, a lot of the dialogue and a lot of the the context was that. It was all that win in the Super Bowl proves that it was Brady in New England and it, more Brady than Belichick and not as much about Belichick as everyone made it seem or not as equal, at least. And, you know, the easy logic here would be to take Tom Brady after a loss against a team he knows in a place where he's more comfortable, despite being the first uh, coming in as the enemy for the first time in his career. But the thing is, Bill Belichick is an elephant. He doesn't forget. And he he's hearing these rumblings. And, you know, I think the Patriots are going to be ready for this. I think they've had this game circled to the point of making a hole through the other four pages of the calendar. And, you know, let's be real. The, the murmurs are there. And I think this is, a, this is a point where Josh McDaniels has to kind of, you know, man up, put his big boy pants on, and put Mac Jones in a position to succeed. And in that Saints game, well, the the stats don't make, you know, the stats, I think, make a mountain out of a molehill. A lot of those mistakes by Jones were preventable. But again, it just he wasn't put in the greatest of spots. And I think that in such a high profile game, you have to kind of, you know, take a shot with the Patriots here. Because, you know, the, the thing with Tampa Bay is that the run game hasn't been as effective as they would have liked. Rob Gronkowski is going to be out, who's second on the team in targets and receptions this year. And I think that's big because the run game can't give you short uh, third downs. Gronkowski's a safety valve, and I think it kind of limits the uh, the the Buccaneers on third down and potentially could help the Patriots have a shorter field or, you know, take the ball out of Tom Brady's hands. Now, I think if, if Atlanta can hang with the Buccaneers going into the fourth, the Patriots sure can. And the, the Buccaneers are injury-riddled in that secondary. And the addition of Richard Sherman doesn't move the needle much for me. He hasn't had much time to get acquainted with his new teammates. And Bruce Arians hasn't even been committal on how much playing time he's actually going to get this season. And even if he does, even if he's at the top of his game, he can't cover everyone on the field. You know, at the end of the day, I see this primetime game being a, a spot for Mac Jones to maybe make a statement that he's the right guy for the job in Foxborough and the Pats made the right decision taking him. You know, I think that we're getting plus 255 on the take back with, with Belichick and company at home in primetime. I think it's a, it's a bet I, I'm definitely going to have to make for tonight. There's the Ruffalo filibuster we've been looking for. Joe, you still awake? I'm still awake. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> um, yeah, I can't. I can't go with uh, the Patriots tonight. There is no way. I think how New England is going to welcome Tom Brady back is going to be outstanding before that game starts. And the media, you know, they're really pushing this game. And I think it's one where. We got to look at the storyline and Brady is the greatest of all time. I hate to say it. He really is incredible at what he does. And I think he comes out and wins this game and wins it in huge fashion against Bilicek. Now, I know Bilicek is amazing. I don't think Tom Brady would have been Tom Brady without Bilicek. Bilicek wouldn't be Bilicek without Tom Brady. I think both of these guys are absolutely outstanding. It is going to be a battle, but we're adding Mac Jones into the conversation as the quarterback for the Patriots. You can't tell me that Belichick has had enough time with Mac Jones to beat Brady. I, I, you know, I oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I, I, I agree. There hasn't been a ton of time for, for Mac Jones to settle in, but I think that, you know, the rumblings with McDaniels and after that game against the saints, 
there has to be a breaking point where, you know, they have to say enough is enough. And I think that it's sort of been building to this spot where, you know, they, they are welcoming Tom Brady back, but they said they're not going to give him the Drew Brees treatment that the Raiders gave him, especially a, because that game was at home. But, you know, I still think that this is just, like I said, a circle game for the Patriots. I think that that's what they've really been preparing for, for the whole week. I don't know. I, I disagree with Joe in the respect that Belichick wouldn't be Belichick without Brady. He would still be Belichick. He's won everywhere he's been. Um, you know, he basically was the guy when the Giants were the Giants. And, um, you know, he won the Super Bowl, really, with Jeff Hostetler as, as his quarterback. And, you know, he he's the guy that got Matt Castle that gigantic contract that he's probably still getting paid on. And he's the guy that, you know, why Jacoby Brissett is the starting quarterback for the Dolphins this week. You know, this is the guy. But he doesn't have enough pieces of the puzzle together. You know, I thought that the Patriots would be one of the more improved teams this year, not just because of, you know, another year. I like the Mac Jones draft pick. I like all those things. But I think that, I think the issue that he has is those guys that took last year off. And maybe they were the guys that took last year off because they might not have made the roster, you know. Maybe they were trying to milk their career another year. I really thought that those guys were going to be impact players. Also, you know, bringing back Kyle Van Noy, you know, hasn't really been an answer that they had hoped would it would be. I don't think Hightower is the same player that he was two years ago. I think that these are part of the problems, and I think when you look at the Patriots receivers, they're still the Patriots receivers, and I don't think Sonny, getting rid of Sonny Michelle was addition by subtraction. I think it was just straight subtraction. I think Mac Jones checks it down way too much. Just throw the freaking ball down the field. If they pick it off, it's the same as a punt, you know? Really. I mean, enough. You know, I understand Nick Saban, you know, beat you up for, for however many years you had to sit there in Alabama, and I get it, you know? If you leave the stadium, we're taking away your season tickets. You know, I'm changing the channel. Come to my living room. Take away my TV, Nick. See what the hell happens when you try that. But, um, you know, I just think that, you know, I don't think that, that Belichick has the ammo to compete with what the Bucks have. They are the defending Super Bowl champions. I think losing on back-to-back weeks, um, probably not going to happen. I understand they're both on the road. But Tom Brady, I mean, this guy's a surgeon out there. I mean, he is a surgeon. And I agree with Joe. We might not like to admit it, and we might not like it, but he is the greatest of all time. And when it comes to the big game, the biggest of big stage, the highest-priced regular season ticket for an NFL football game that we have ever seen, um, this is his stage. This is when he's at his best. This is when we have seen you know, the GOAT, right? This is why he's the GOAT. Yeah, Absolutely. So I think right as you said that, it's funny. There's a bunch of goats on my TV dressed up in uh, Brady jerseys. I don't know what feed this is, but that's exactly what's happening right now. You guys, um, I know a lot of people are going to take clips of me saying Brady's the greatest of all time because I hate to admit it, but he is. Yep. I had to do a whole video about it last year after the Super Bowl. <laughs> I didn't. I just came on after the Super Bowl and I just said, you know what? I apologize. You know, it's, when it comes to winning the big game, which is how you're judged. Yeah. This guy has done it, you know. And we're speaking of big games, Chris, possibility of a Chris Sale versus Cole for uh yeah, a wild card game. Any uh early thoughts on that? 
I hope it doesn't happen because then that, then that means my Blue Jays are out of the playoff race. So today's going to be interesting. It's it, and also you'd have to be throwing in Chris Sale on on short rest depending on how long he goes today because I think he's going against a, a rookie today in Washington. But uh, you know if that's the case, if we get Cole and uh, Sale in, in a pitching matchup in, in a wild card game, I won't be sad about it. Chris Sale started his uh, career as a reliever, so uh, I'm going to guess we're going to see him. So on. There is a what you know if they do, if it is if it is that matchup, but uh, what do you what do you have for sale today at Pick Dogs? Uh, for me today, I got a, a couple of three packs up. There. I got my NFL Insiders Edge three pack, three plays that try you, you want to be on the right side of these games, and I've got the right side for you in those games. So check those out. It's thirty nine ninety five, or if you want to just make some money on the last day of the MLB regular season. Got my Diamond Mine three-pack as well up there. Three plays, again, that I absolutely love, and I've got uh, sizable wagers on today. So definitely check those out or, you know, pair any of us up or just take me with the three-for-one, three, sorry, two-for-one capital deal or the uh, long-term passes. Some of your best value over at Pick Dogs. We've still got season passes up there. It's going to be value for you guys all day over there, so go and check it out. All right. Well, uh, Chris, always a pleasure having you on. Can't wait to see how the studio develops over the next week. I know it's a fun process. We've all, you know, everyone on our show says, don't want Joe's done it. I've done it. Uh, you know, but uh, certainly here to help. And uh, look forward to uh, seeing you during the week on the drive-thru with uh, Tony T. I'll see you Wednesday when, uh, for my usual time slot. At least I think I will. I don't know how many. I don't think there's going to be any games on Wednesday. There's just one game, right? Wild card game or something. But uh, I'm sure Tony will make me talk about something. So uh, we, know, we know that much. <laughs> but anyways, Chris, thank you. We can talk you. about your future hockey bet. Yes, we could do oh, our uh, f- hockey <laughs> futures or uh, NHL preseason um, bird cages that we've been doing on our morning show. Don't look at yeah, this Just don't look at this stuff. It's none of your business. Don't worry. I want, I, M- Mitchie Pucks is trademarked. We already get it. We, we know. Mitchie Pucks is, is going in the Hall of Fame. It's fine. We will, uh, we will we'll see if I can skate away with the with the cup this season. Anyways, thanks, Chris, for joining us. Joe, that was Chris Ruffalo. Always fun to have on. And uh, Chris, in the new digs, I kind of, I could, I could see, I love the blank canvas. You know, I just, I'm one of those people. It's like, I, I, I'm not even in the room. I don't even know the dimensions, but I already, I'm, I already can feel the layout going on. You know, I'm already designing. So the wheels, Absolutely. The I can't wait to see the outcome. Yeah, me, me too. Um, I think that I think when you have a dedicated space like that, it's just a lot of different things you can do. Like I have, you know, I have multiple sets in the same room, you know, here. So, yeah. so I can see Chris doing something similar. But uh, you know, getting into uh, you know closer to game time now, and uh, you know, so we bring in our game time guest, and of course, uh, the next person is not really a guest at all. He's kind of a regular. Um, Was well, not kind of a regular. He is a regular, right? It's like, among other things, <laughs> yeah. Among other things. <laughs> and uh, we're not gonna we're, we don't have time or uh, I think an uh, an in staff editor to uh, to go into those things. But um, I can't find his name tag. I don't, definitely don't want to bring him on without his name tag. All right, there we go. Rod, welcome. Looks like you're on the road. Are you are you in uh, are you digging rocks or something? What's what's going on there with the uh, rock background? 
it, that's actually, it's actually a giant painting in in the kitchen here. It's like massive. It's like so I just put I, I put the nice spotlight underneath it and I got the spotlight here and it looks pretty good behind me. I thought I was like, wow, that looks pretty good. It, it, actually, look, uh, it looks it, it looks like um you know the things that we used to create the thumbnails. They have some backgrounds that are stone, right? And it's kind of like it looks like some of those backgrounds that they have. That's why I thought I, that's what it was. I, I tried to hang up some stuff off of it, but. Uh, I actually pulled it off the wall, so I actually had to find some nails and hammer this thing back on the wall <laughs> and set it back up so I don't get in trouble for ripping it off the wall. So yes, it's all sitting like it's pretty behind us. It looks good. <laughs> and, and I You're never going to be allowed back at hotel. <laughs> so when does the don't NHL season? In, when does the regular NHL season start? When does the October twelfth, I believe, is the. Oh, that's uh, right. Because I, I have my Kraken bet. We'll actually go. Yeah, you got your Kraken bet on the twelfth. Yeah, yeah. I just bet the wrong game against Las Vegas. Yes. Nice. I'm sure the odds are. See, that's be... a, that, that's good. So, you, so the, you know, you know, your odds are good because everybody's gonna hump up as uh, Bittler would say on Vegas because they're they're like, oh, it's Vegas. Yeah, everybody's humping Vegas. Yeah, so, well, uh, that means the odds are probably be better for me because I have the Kraken in that one. So, the odds yeah. would probably be higher. And uh, what they will be, but um, by the time game time hits, oh yeah, the odds will definitely be higher than probably once you bet it too. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> might have to bet it again. <laughs> I'm not betting it again. I'm, I'm not betting it. Again. I'm not that thrilled with betting it the uh, the first time there. But uh, we got NFL Week Five action. Um, you know, still no bye weeks for anybody here. So um, what do you? got for us to get the uh, show started. You got things rolling. I'm going to go with uh, the Colts here on the money line over the Dolphins. Um, you look at both these uh, defensive, uh, they're, they're definitely good at taking the ball away. You look at the Dolphins with six takeaways, Colts with seven takeaways. Um, both teams being able to take take the ball away, but uh, definitely haven't capitalized on offense on a lot of those takeaways. Um, I'll let you look. For me in this game, you look at the Dolphins, they're 0-9 after uh, playing the Raiders the week before. Um, and the Colts, I don't think they're going to lose four straight to start the season. I think they come out and they get themselves a win here. Um, their defense uh, turns, some ball, turns the ball over and uh, is, is able to uh, capitalize on those points finally. And uh, I, I think it's going to be a battle. I, I, I like the under. It's at 42. I like the under as well. But uh, I mean the Colts on the money line. I think they get a win here over the Dolphins. Joe, Colts. Yeah, I'm with Rod. I think um, the Colts come out, get it done. I do like that under as well. Um, I know it's a low a low number, but I don't think either of these teams are going to be able to put up a lot of points. Um, both defenses aren't allowing very many points at all. And the Colts are only averaging 18, 19 points per game. So I would definitely take the Colts and the under in this one. I'm I'm with you. I like the Colts, and I like the under too. I think that uh, even with Nelson out for the Colts, that I think that still the Dolphins' offense has just really struggled this season. I think the Colts, um, you know, running game is is going to probably be the story of the sh- story of the yeah. day in this one. I look for the Colts to control the ball on the ground. This one could come down to a late field goal. Anyway, yep, I, I, I think it's definitely yeah last second field goal in this one. Seventeen fourteen. One of those tight games. What else do you have for us today, Rod? And another one for me. We're going to go with uh, the Sunday Nighter. I'm going to take the under. I really think we're going to have a battle on our hands. I don't think this uh, Sunday Nighter is going to be uh, 
high-scoring shootout. Um, I think the, uh, we've seen primetime games go uh, a lot to the over. Uh, I like the under in this one. You look at the Bucks, 6-2, their last eight following an ATS loss to the under. Patriots 5-0 and to the under as a dog. They're also 9-1 and their last 10 on the field turf to the under. They're also 13-3 and their last 16 to the under. The under is also 4-0 the last four meetings between these two. New England's solid D should be able to uh, slow down uh, Brady's uh, pass attack because uh, the Bucks' run game is uh, almost obsolete. Um, it just doesn't seem like they, they get that going at all, so the Patriots will stuff that. Uh, and uh, I think they slow him down. I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Uh, I like the under uh, in the Sunday nighter. It looks like uh, weather. If you look at the weather, it's going to be a rainy day at uh, Foxborough. So uh, uh, give me the under. I think it's going to be a hard-fought slobber knocker battle in this one. Joe, what are you thinking here? We haven't really talked about the total in this game yet. This is, um, you know, something that, you know, we, we... Yeah, I'm excited to talk about this total. Go ahead. Yeah, for sure. So we've seen this total drop a full point. So it's 49 and a half. It did open at 50 and a half. Um, and I'm more interested to see what Tampa Bay's over under team total would be. Um, it's something I need to pull up here because I think I really do think Brady has a huge day. And so when we are looking, they are more of a passing team. I see those numbers going higher um, than expected, especially for Tampa Bay. My question is, is New England going to be able to put up the points today? I don't know if they'll be able to put up the points. So I would be looking at this under um, for the game. But I'm going to pull up the team total right now just quickly on my phone and um, see what it is for the Tampa Bay Bucks. One second. Just checking her DMs while she's there. I am checking. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, ooh, who slid into my DMs today? <laughs> no one's allowed to slide into my DMs. Not allowed. Um, why can't I find the team total? If anyone has a team total in front of them, let me know. I'm not seeing a team total on this one. Passing. Oh, I'll get touchdowns. it. Hang on a second. My book has added a million things and not the team total yet this morning. My book will have it. My book is like trying to get it so I can't bet halves. <laughs> Mine doesn't like me betting team totals. Uh, it will. It, it will. First Don't. quarter, first quarter. All right. So it has Tampa Bay Bucks team total 27 and a half. Yep, I've got 28. I got 28 and a half and 21 and a half. Ooh, I got 27 and a half. Yeah, I, I would hit that. I would hit that team total. I like it. Hit it over. Yeah, I really do. I think um, also look at props for Brady. I think Brady's going to go over in his passing. I don't care what it is. Um, I think he has a phenomenal day. All right. Rod, what do you got next? Uh, whatever you like, which one, which game haven't you covered yet? How's that? I'm going to throw one at you. You can throw one at me. How's that? You pick one that's on the board that we haven't talked about that, uh, hasn't got any headline news and I'll talk about it. How's that? All right. No one's talked about, the... go ahead. Go ahead, Joe. 
I was going to say the Steelers <laughs> and the Packers. No one's yeah. talked about it, Mitch. No one talked about that or Bills Texans was the one I was yeah. going to say. Let's give, you know. But uh, we, whichever one you want to talk about yeah, of those two. Falcons, uh, Washington, no one's talked about. Yeah. Um, yeah, we got a bunch. Well, I can. Well, Bills and Bills and Houston. Um, I think that's going to be a one-side slobber knocker. Um, Houston with their uh, their quarterback situation, it, it's not good. Um, so how are they going to score points against this Buffalo team? Uh, very tough too. And uh, at home in in Buffalo, they're already uh, they've been partying for uh, hours and hours and hours on end. They've been tailgating for uh, since yesterday, probably. Uh, we know how the Bills Mafia is. I, I would lay the points. I think. Buffalo Bills uh, roll right over Houston today in that one. And the other one, I think it's going to be tighter than what uh, what we've seen. We've seen that the Steelers, they got their butt whooped uh, by the Bengals last week. And uh, I think they come back and make this a, a closer game. I think this game is a field goal game written all over it between uh, the Steelers and Green Bay. I know that uh, Aaron Rodgers at home, um, usually pretty solid. But I think the Steelers come and they battle uh, in this one. They're uh, 1-0 ATS on the road. I think six points is too many. I think it's a field goal game all day. Even the Steelers points in that one. Joe, what are you thinking? Well, I'm excited to see Big Ben and Aaron Rodgers hit the field today. Um, I don't know if this is one I'm staying off of. Um, I really do think Aaron Rodgers at home is so dominant. He's 5-2 and two against the spread in the last seven games as Green Bay Packers. But... Something about the Steelers, we've seen them just falling apart to start this season. It would be such a great storyline. They come back and um, win in Green Bay. I don't see it happening, but I keep looking at the storyline thinking um, the Steelers have to cover today. With those they are 8-2. and 8-2 and two ATS in the last 10 yeah. following a double-digit blowout loss at home. So, And the road team's 4-1 and one, last five meetings between these two. So yeah, I, I think six points too many. I think uh, Steelers show up today. Three-point game. It's one of those last-second field goal type games. I can see it. I, get, I could see that Steelers-Packers game being tight, and I could see the Steelers winning it outright too. Um, you know, Big Ben and Aaron Rodgers, I think, have only faced each other once in their career, maybe twice um, in their entire careers, which is pretty amazing that these guys have been around that much. When you look at those trends and you look at the spacing in between, I believe that, you know, one or both were out in some of the other meetings, but they, these teams have only met three or four times since 2011, which is when they played in the Super Bowl, um, which is craziness, right? It's like, this is one of the, the two most popular teams in the NFL when it comes to fan bases, when you come to a, uh, when you go to the sports book, you see more Steeler and Packer jerseys than anything, but these teams played in February 6, 2011. That was the Richard Mendenhall fumble in the Super Bowl. They played December 22, 2013, and then they played in 2017. Um, is the only times these teams have played in the last 10 years, which is yeah. which is just craziness, right? I mean, who would have thought? So that last game in 2017, Brett Hundley started for the uh, for the Packers. Aaron Rodgers was out that year. Um, so, you know, it has been since 2013 that these guys have squared off against one another, which is so unlikely considering these are the two longest tenured quarterbacks in the NFL, right? I mean, two of the, two, two of the longest... Um, so it's pretty amazing. I think the other game that we that Rod talked about, the Buffalo-Houston game, well, I've been a little higher on Houston than, than a lot of people. Um, the thing is, is that they have been uh, 
they have been looked worse and worse each week. And normally when you see these gigantic spreads in the NFL, we saw them last week with last year with the Chiefs against the Jets, I think it was, 20-something points. It just seems that the favorite covers when it's this gigantic number in the NFL more often than not, a lot more often than not. And you're always thinking, wow, it's a ton of points. But, um, yeah, it's uh, it's not enough. Rod, what do you got? For- I, I think this Houston Houston team is on is on Joe's. We want them to to, to nosedive, right? I think she's got a nice please nosedive. The unfortunate hundred for the worst team. The unfortunate part of that equation is that means the Jags have to win one, which is not going to happen. This <laughs> right? I think <laughs> I said that too. I was like, oh, the Jag, you got to watch out for the Jag. Yeah. But for me today, I've got uh, I got my NFL Sunday big ticket. I got an early triple, and I got an afternoon slash night triple. Uh, you like three early games, three afternoon games, or you can get it all in uh, my NFL Sunday big ticket six pack. I got six best bets. I absolutely love. We went four and one last week. Uh, we're gonna keep it rolling. Bounce back from our rough couple days. Definitely had a rough couple days. Uh, so big bounce back Sunday. Yeah, rough days happen. It's all part of the business and giving out picks. I mean, I, we were on such a run before that, oh, yeah. so right? You know, those, I knew I was going to get a couple of days that were going to hit rough, and uh, you just can't avoid it, right? You, no, you can't the, keep winning forever. It's the so, nature of the, well, it's not like you have the ability the to change your, change your identity. You know, it's like a lot of people don't. <laughs> well, no, you can't hear it. It's like, um, you got to still show up. I'll, I'll create a new Twitter account. I'll be Zod, <laughs> Ro- Zod Rowacki. You think anyone will notice that? <laughs> Just shave How about the if beard I call myself? Sunglasses. No one will know. How about I call myself? <laughs> See, I can put some shades on. And How, about, nobody How about Vegas winning picks 17? <laughs> <laughs> it's like <laughs> Vegas winning picks 18. <laughs> it's, like, 18. <laughs> it's like LV winning picks six. <laughs> you know, it's like, I don't know. It's just the way that it is. But anyways, thanks, Rod, for joining us. Of course, you can see Rod on our shows here every single day, seven days a week. It's a ton of Rod um, with us. But uh, Rod on another vacation, man. He is a uh, lucky guy. He is uh he is the vacation guy. Well, with how before his the, before the big S word happens, he, he must get it in. It was like I, I had to come, come in. Uh, yeah, don't mention get it in. that. The word. Nice. It's not allowed. Enjoy the fall. Right? See, I didn't. I didn't. I just said the S words coming. That's also <laughs> I didn't. You say the word and then it happens, right? So anyway, yeah, so, so far Thursday. the mountain over here has no S word on it. So well, that was Rod Zawacki um, on vacation, but always on. Uh, on the ball here on uh, our pick dog show every morning, every day, uh, 10, uh, 11 a.m. Eastern time on the weekdays. And of course, 10 a.m. here on the weekends. Um, you know, we've been having a good time. We, Rod swore off betting preseason NHL hockey until, well, you know how that works. <laughs> you hang out with the wrong, cr- you hang out with, with the wrong crowd and good things start to happen. But sp- yep. speaking of the wrong crowd, Got uh, our last guest of the day. Do we save the best for last? Not necessarily. It just happens to be last. But uh, we bring in Brian Bittler. Uh, Brian, how's it going today? Of course you save the best for last. You know how the saying goes. Well, but then Joe would I got to say it. Then Joe would be last. That's true. She is my favorite. You know, <laughs> Thanks, Brian. I gotta Welcome say, to the I've show. Been- I've been enjoying some of the picks today, especially Ruflo's Patriots play. I really like that one. 
I'm ready to go off a winning day yesterday. I'm going to build momentum. Uh, I like today's card, actually. Well, uh, what what have you got for everyone? I'm going to throw somebody a screwball here, but um, but the first one's a plan pick. Uh, the New New York Jets plus the points here. You know, everybody knows that's one of my favorite teams. Jets might be 0-3, but uh, in my opinion, they are not the worst team in the NFL. They have a solid roster in spots, and I think their defense has been put into bad spots by Zach Wilson. Two touchdowns, seven interceptions so far in the year. And I don't think he could really play much worse. This Titans teams are missing. This Titan team is missing their two top receivers, Julio Jones, AJ Brown. I think the Jets focus in here on stopping the run and force Tannehill to throw the ball more. Tannehill uh, has been mediocre, four touchdowns, three interceptions, just too many points in the game that should come down uh, to I believe a field goal, field goal or a backdoor cover here for the Jets. Titans do not do well on the road versus teams with a losing record. Titans just six and twenty. 6-20-1 ATS last 27 road games versus a team with a, a losing record. Play the Jets here plus the points. I, I had to have it as a premium pick if I could get it up this late. I think you may have moved down a rung on the Joe Madden list because I know she's got that, that <laughs> season-long prop on Zach Wilson interceptions, and she'd like to pad that number today. Joe, um, you want to explain to Brian how the NFL works? He could still throw interceptions and make it still cover the spread. So. No way. No way. This <laughs> <laughs> this is not happening, Brian. Titans are coming out. Titans are going to be so embarrassed if they lose um, to the Jets today. They're going to come out with everything they have. They they want a big win. Um, the Jets can't do it. Zach Wilson's going to throw interception after interception. I see defensive touchdowns happening by the Titans. They're going to run away with this game. They can't have a close one here and be embarrassed by the Jets. So Field goal win by the Titans. No, they're famous for field goal wins, <laughs> late field goal wins. Time's running out. Forty-five yard field goal win and wins it. Jets lose another one, but they cover. And, and the I Jets agree. are zero and three I, against the spread this year. Right, but Titans are like that. But they're facing a rookie, rookie, rookie quarterback in Zach Wilson. Right. Who's Tannehill going to throw the ball to them today? He's going. They're going to have to run the it, ball. It doesn't matter. He could. Uh, he could do it himself. See. I like to. Yeah, I'm a Jets guy, so it's hard to. I'm a Jets guy. Checking through the comments to see if there's a Joe stop picking on Brian comment on in there. <laughs> <laughs> it's like if it was me. Oh, that's okay. Getting, she could pick on me. I, I'd, I'd be getting I'd be getting hammered. Um, you know, I I I don't understand the pick. Um, I think the issue that we have here is the Jets are just not ready to win yet. I mean, it's it's crystal clear, and I think that against a team that runs the football, that defense is going to get sucked out, dragged around the field, and we've seen teams try and key on Derrick Henry before. Unfortunately, it doesn't work because they don't have any players that are better than him on that team. Zach Wilson is, is a problem, and I think, you know, when you're playing against a Titans defense that we know gets a ton of tips, that's what they do is they get a lot of tips and the ball bounces around. Julio Jones and Brown, these weren't announced an hour ago. These were announced way oh, of longer. Of course, that's still built into the line. Of right. course. It's, it's way but, built yeah. into the line. I know in three team against the spread, the small guys humping up on the Titans on the road. Titans are not a good road cover team. I don't say, I'm not saying the Titans are going to lose this game, but I, they're not going to cover. Well, they, they covered in their road game so far this season. Um, you know, right. And, right, their, their one non cover was at, was at home. Um, the thing is, is that, um, you know, when you have a strong running game, 
and you could really demoralize a team. We saw that in the Georgia-Arkansas game yesterday. Um, we saw it in the Alabama-Ole Miss game yesterday. When you have that running game, and I think what the, what the Titans did um, last time out, um, what we saw from them last week was when it wasn't – when they were um, – when they were – so <laughs> they were stacking the line to try and stop Henry. And then they were, you know, they were covering the receivers downfield. But then what happens is you have a wide receiver that plays quarterback on your team. And Ryan Tannehill was a re- wide receiver at Texas A&M. He only played quarterback like six games or something there. So he played wide receiver his whole career there. But, you know, he was a quarterback. He was recruited as a quarterback. He played wide receiver. And then he played quarterback like six games in college. But what we saw last week is that when he takes off, it's not a five-yard gain or like, you know, a quarterback sneak for a yard like Tom Brady does. This guy reels off 30, 40, 50-yard runs. And against a Jets defense that's not disciplined to begin with, they are, they're in deep doo-doo here. Um, very, very bad spot. But, you know, I've been wrong before and plenty this week, so who the hell knows. Brian, what else you got for us? <laughs> I might remind you later today if that happens. But uh, I'll take the Arizona Cardinals in my second game, plus the points here. Uh, L- uh, L.A. Rams are off a huge uh, super win over the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers here. Now they take on the young and hungry Arizona Cardinals here on uh, Sunday. I see this game as another field goal game. Anyway, you slice it. Arizona's defense is right on par with the Rams here. Kyler Murray, I think, comes out, uh, makes a statement that the Cardinals' potent offense uh, can really make it home, even against this Rams defense. Uh, Cardinals excel on the road as an underdog and have also been a great cover team in October. Statement game here for Arizona. There are 9-3-2 last 14 games as a road underdog and 12-5-2 against the spread last 19 road games and a 8-2 and two record last 10 October games. Take Arizona Cardinals and the points. Joe, what do, you, what do you got in this one? Well, it feels like Brian just picks games that he knows I'm going to disagree with him on. So, I'm sorry, Brian. I hate I've disagreeing with you that. all the time. <laughs> I know I know, we do agree on a lot of games. Um, this is another one. I have to get behind these Rams. I do think they're going to come out. I hear everything that you're saying on the Cardinals and Kyler Murray. I think they're a fantastic team. But I'm looking at the Rams at home, and I do think they have the advantage in this game. I think um, their defense is going to be a little more than um, Kyler Murray. And all his weapons are expecting today. So, Give me the Rams minus the points. Mitch, I know you don't agree with me either, and you're with Brian. I am with Brian in this one, yep. and he's not, he's not my favorite capper. But um, he is uh, – I do have to agree with him here. I just think that this game is tight. It's. I think divisional games by nature are tight. I think the teams within the same division are built to play one another, and that's why these games are tight. It's like you can look at – you can't look at the schedule in the NFL next year and know who you're playing, but you can – you know you're playing against the Rams, the Seahawks, and the 49ers if you're the Cardinals. So they build their team to play those teams, and um, you know so they're built to play these Rams. Of course, a little bit different Rams than what they were built to play with because now they have Matthew Stafford instead of Jared Goff, which is a difference. But we haven't seen Stafford actually be a winner in his career on a consistent basis, and I could see him um, getting pushed out of that pocket. And if that happens, well... He might not finish the game against this Cardinals defense. These guys can seriously bring the heat. That Chandler Jones, he is uh, he is a handful. I, I just I just really think that uh, you know I think they get Stafford out of the pocket 
outside of his comfort zone. Meanwhile, Kyler Murray, I think he's going to get pushed outside the pocket too, but that's where he wants to be. So uh, I think um, I think the Rams maybe win. I think it is probably a field goal game. I think what we probably see is that the Cardinals complete a big play downfield to A.J. Green or uh, or Hopkins, and it's called back because of an illegal man downfield, which seems to be the penalty of the year this year is the illegal man downfield, and it's because the mobile quarterback um, is why you see the illegal man downfield because now they've made it so he can only go, you know, one step, and then he's you know illegally downfield, even though you know, he has no bearing on the play whatsoever. If he's more than a yard, it's like it used to be a little bit. There used to be a little bit of leeway there, but now it's like a yard and one foot. You know, it's he's illegally downfield. So it's these mobile quarterbacks is who it kind of um, hurts the most. I still like the points here with the Cardinals. Well, I could see the Cardinals being down 10 points with two minutes to go in the game and the Cardinals drive right up the field on them and close out the game with a t- uh, meaningless touchdown. So they got the I weapons on wide receiver. So like, we'll see what happens. I like the garbage points. Anyways, Joe and I, of course, will be live at halftime. Those late games are only for premium and VIP members, though. So um, the early show, Joe and I will be here with everyone. And then um, the um, the... The four o'clock games, it's just the premium and VIP members. And then the, of course, Sunday night football is, the, you know, everyone will be back again. And then, you know, Monday night football, it's, uh, we own that thing. Anyways, uh, we own the prime time. That's for sure. We, I think we've done well overall. I, th- I think, I think we are over, eight, I, 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 I hate being a Twitter cap or number guy, but I do believe we are over 80% winners on our halftime shows. I, I think we're Absolutely. well, I think we're well over that. At this point, and even Brian, who hates my picks on a general on a regular basis, will even agree with that. But uh, Brian, uh, what do you got for sale today? Well, just three and two yesterday, but cashed my non-conference game of the year with uh, Notre Dame going down in defeat. Uh, 19 11, 63% last 30 NFL plays. I got my NFL game of the month. Uh, goes you can get that in my three pack, my super sharp three pack for forty dollars at PickDogs.com. Three winning NFL picks, looking to sweep the board today or pick up the VIP plan. I'm going to have one of those plays for you included in that. So either subscribe to the VIP YouTube or pick up my Super Sharp 3-pack. All right. Well, uh, that was Brian Bittler. Of course, you can see him every day on our our live show. Um, Joe, pretty good show we got. We had today, we had a lot of cappers, a lot of picks. Of course, all of these picks and, and cappers will be, uh, whatever you call it, chapters or what do you call it? Time stamped in the, uh, Time stamp, in, in, yeah. the, in the, in the, in the bookmark, video. whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> of course, you could also see Joe and I halftime of the early games, uh, the afternoon games, the night games tomorrow night, um, as well. And of course, every morning here at Pick Dogs at 10 a.m. Uh, Eastern. 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. on the weekends. You still have time to enter our office pool contest. You can find that on Twitter. You can find it on our YouTube channel. You can find it over at uh, Pick Dogs or at Sports Chat Place. Um, it's free to enter cash prizes. Um, the information for the VIP uh, membership is in the uh, – it's in the – in the uh, – in description? 
Yes. Of the of the <laughs> video. You just click on it. It says join our premium and VIP, and it has all the information there. So you can find that there. It's been there forever. Um, but anything else, Joe, you want to say to our audience? Yeah, let's let's crush the books today, you guys. I'm also looking at the Steelers and the Packers total in this game. I think we see a higher scoring game than predicted because I see this one going to overtime. So give me the over in that one. So you've been with us a little over a month. What do you think yeah. of Butler's Jets pick? You can be honest now. It's like, you know, the the It was the, I was pretty honest with him here, you know. I don't, I can't get behind the Jets. There is absolutely no way. Um, if he comes out and proves me wrong, then hats off to him. But I don't see the Jets being able to pull this one off today. I think they've got way too many holes on the offensive side of the ball. And um, the Titans will capitalize on this today. I've been doing this, these shows for a few years with Brian at this point, And what will happen is he'll just continue to take teams like this all the time. And then people will say that we're picking on him. And, um, you know, then like around week 12, they'll finally cover, you know, one and then we'll even jump on them, you know, for a week or two, just humor them. But, uh, yeah, I'm, you'll, you'll kind of start to see this pattern develop over time. And, uh, this is how the Mitch is always picking on Brian, uh, just for the hell of it. I'm going to parlay up the bills with the, <laughs> uh, Minnesota Vikings and, uh, let's see bills, Vikings and Colts for an early three-team parlay. Just uh, and well, we'll see you guys at halftime. Thanks everyone for joining us. We appreciate each and every one of you. The VIP show will follow in about five minutes or so. But uh, we had a good show, and uh, thanks again. I'm going to try and act more professional tomorrow. <laughs>